Hello, welcome to today's episode. I am your friend Hector Cubillos, and today I'm going to be speaking about certain issues that keep us so distracted and deceived. And it's funny though, if you really think about it, they're not very important issues. For example, we can take the most, uh, I guess, the most pertinent issue right now will be transgendered restrooms. You know, someone going into the girls' or the men's restroom and they don't have a penis or a vagina or a vulva or whatever, while the world is stepping closer to World War III and, you know, it's getting very heated with Russia and the United States escalating the situation. While Russia and the United States play good cop and bad cop, the media is distracting us with just insignificant topics. Honestly, it feels like it is compared to the end of the world. It, it could be potentially the end of the world, you know. It's, I don't necessarily think it's an alarmist thing to say that a nuclear war could potentially happen if the United States and Russia get into a very heated, sable-rattling episode. That's the potential. And all around the United States, there's different cases of corruption, of just the utter facade falling from our eyes. You know, the American dream is over. The the nightmare, the American nightmare is unfolding. Meanwhile, people are distracted and they're talking about restrooms because that's very important right now, I suppose. And it's not necessarily just the transgendered restrooms, you know, like the media does a very, they do a very good job of deceiving us. For example, when the U.S. Ambassador Victoria Nuland was, uh, her conversation on the phone with a fellow diplomat was leaked to the media, she was talking about a coup against the Ukraine. A literal coup. I mean, there is no other way we can use it. There is no other word we can use but a coup. And the media focused on the curse word that she said. She said, fuck the European Union. That's what she said. So the media focused on that slight insignificant detail and it forgot, I mean, compared to what she was planning and how she was conspiring with another diplomat to overthrow a sovereign government and go against international law. I mean, that's a huge story, but the media was able to distract us. When I was looking into these stories, I was momentarily distracted and I was, it did not People just moved on, they went on with their day, but the agenda of globalization continued. So our government supports neo-Nazis, supports terrorism, whether they're ISIS or whether they're fascist. If they're violent, if they're radical, the United States government will support them. That's, that's the point here. And meanwhile, here in the States, people are going crazy. People are going crazy about social, social divisive issues. And it's enough. It really is enough. The important question I, I like to ask is, what are your priorities? It really befuddles me. I can't, I'm almost at a loss for words. How can we continue talking about these issues and not focus on something that is really important and crucial and can affect the entire world, not just North Carolina or some people in North Carolina? And if you come to think about it, if you've ever been in a bar and one of the restrooms is full, I have used the girl's restroom. I've gone there and it, w once it's vacant, I've gone into a girl's restroom and I peed in the girls restroom so is the world going to stop for me more than likely not you know i probably get some dirty looks but really honestly like why are we even concerned about this issue it's not only the transgendered issue i mean we can talk about the election the primary seasons whether you are a trump supporter or a bernie sanders supporter you can see the pattern is the same it's a one party top-down control people at the top get to select who's going to be the next president it's not the people that's another very important issue as well. The elections are a scam. 
and people need to realize this, but they're too busy talking about nonsensical, divisive topics. I say nonsensical because they can resolve themselves if they if we let them be, if we don't make a big deal out of them and let the private individuals who are in that immediate situation resolve that problem or issue themselves, it would not be taking up our time and attention. But we always feel, I feel like there's a lot of people who want to monopolize and take ownership of a conversation because they personally identify with that, with that image or with that narrative that will say, well, I'm a transgendered or uh, I'm a liberal or I'm a bleeding heart person. I think we should have a law that would allow people to do this and that. <laughs> it just seems kind of backwards when you really the, we have so many laws and they're so irrational and they're so constricting that to say that we need another law is kind of it's not going to do anything. They're stealing the election as we speak. This is the most heated political struggle of our time. We don't I don't know where the country's going to go and I don't I don't feel that there I don't I don't feel very confident. I don't feel very confident about the next year cuz that's really going to get heated. There are a lot of chickens coming home to roost. And are you seriously going to be talking about transgendered restrooms right now? Are you going to be talking about those issues? Are you going to be talking about how man spreading is a huge topic or whatever? And it's just like this is just one of the the system is the most evil, most anti-human creation ever so whether the next puppet or the next uh drunken uncle goes into political office really it was not going to solve the majority of our problems there's huge issues that we're not talking about because we're too busy trying to take ownership of a de of a baseless debate you know just so we can moralize and guilt trip and shame others and just signal to others that we are virtuous creatures that we are pure and impeccable and our heart is completely just full of love and compassion you know i don't know how to fully say this but people who say that love will solve everything they're not necessarily very street smart they just say this because they you know they feel like that's going to solve all the world's problems and in 1960s the hippie generation gave all their love to the world they experimented with drugs they did all these things but we're still here and the corruption has intensified so it's not necessarily just love that we need right if you're a beacon of light you also cast the shadow so what is behind your light what shadow are you casting are you really concerned about restrooms? Are you really concerned about what other people are doing and how they're dressing and where they go? Is, is that really concerned? Or are you concerned about your personal survival? Because that's really the issue right now. Your Our survival as a human race is at stake. It's because of people in government. They're taking the step to lead us down a path of hell and destruction. And it's so easy to just fall uh, prey to whatever headline is coming our way. Because... Like I've said in a previous podcast episode, we are perpetually pursuing novelty and we are looking for something new and we are constantly bored because of that because because we're overstimulated. We want flashy, loud things to occupy our time. Well, because I think generally speaking, we're full of fear. We're full of fear and irrationality and this idea that we can just 
you know, project all of our love vibes, things and things are going to be, you know, they're going to be better. I, I, I doubt that. I doubt that. You're going to have to do a lot of personal homework. It starts, from, you have to start from a place where you don't understand yourself. Uncertainty and suffering. What does that mean to you? Why are you here and what are you doing with your life? It seems like it's a revolving door with me. It's just something that, uh, it's a cycle. I keep talking about it because that's that's the core of everything, really. It's how we conduct in rational debate that really shows what type of person we are. For, for example, I try to tell and inform a fellow Mexican, Mexican-American, Chicano, whatever, about how spanking is a bad idea, how it actually lowers the IQ and it doesn't necessarily help your kid behave better. And their response was like, well, whatever, dude, you know, that doesn't, <laughs> what do you care? I know I have kids. And even if you provide them with a factual information, they won't look at it. And that's the same thing with happening around the world. There's factual information that the United States is supporting fascist, Islamic terrorists and neo-Nazis. And it, this is what they do. They give them money. They give them weapons. They give them training. It's like this is a topic that goes on and it continues. But because we're so distracted and we sidestep the issue. But the weapons keep flowing. The money keeps flowing. The agenda of control and global hegemony continues. That's where we are right now. People have all the information at their fingertips. But they're unwilling to do the search and follow the clues. And it's, it's another issue, too, because, I mean, I mean, I can conjure up another example in which I told, I was posting about how global warming is used as a distraction, you know? They say, well, don't you care about the world? Don't you care about your environment? Don't you care about Mother Earth? Well, if you don't, then you're part of the problem. So they, they, they frame this debate like that. Meanwhile, they have special meetings at the United Nations making legally binding agreements that we didn't vote for that we didn't really have a say in it nobody asked us the media didn't cover it they're taking over massive parts of the world one step at a time bringing us closer to the hunger games and it's 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 funny because I have to use the example of the Hunger Games in order for people to understand. It's not like I could tell them directly, factually, and reference white document papers and tell them, hey, look it up for yourself. No, they want a flashy narrative where they can sit down and be told how it is. That's a huge problem of us. We are always waiting for our idol or for that one person to tell us, hey, this is how it is. And it's just a folly. I, I as a... As someone who considers themselves a freelance journalist, I feel like it is my duty to collect data, you know, and um, formalize it and speak about it and tell people what I think, what my insights are on a certain issue and topic. I think that's part of the process. But if you're depending on me to deliver, to hand deliver and neatly package all the information so you can process it, I feel like you're part of the problem. And I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just trying to be real with you. If, if you're not actively looking for the truth, you're part of the problem. And if you're not actively embracing and adopting and actually using this truth to better yourself and better the world, then what are you doing with your life? What What is really distracting you? Are you just here to pass this life and 
talk about hot topic issues and tell everybody how right you are around the water cooler? Is that really what it is all about? And it reminds me, like, 2009, 2008, around that time, there was a huge awakening. People were looking into these conspiracies. There was Occupy Wall Street. There was the Tea Party revolution. All these things coming from the left and the right. People were waking up to the conspiracy. There's a wider conspiracy in this world, and it doesn't include you. Like George Carlin said, it's a big club and you're not in it. That's it. I mean, these people have billions, nay, trillions of dollars, and they are in a level of their own. And obviously, they don't have the same interests as you and I. So we are more than them. We, In mass and in numbers, we are more than them. They are a few tiny elites, and they are capable of controlling us because they throw in a, ran- a monkey wrench in the cycle of evolution, meaning... So while the Occupy and the Tea Party Revolution were happening, George Soros primarily and and other shady characters such as himself were controlling the narrative. They hijacked the whole narrative and they made it about identities. They made it about identities and people within uh, their respective movement got into camps and this false dialectic came about. And so... Black Lives Matter, and then Tea Party revolutionaries, they were all against each other because, you know, race, racism. So they know how to pick our buttons so well. And yeah, there is racism in this world. Yes, there is corruption, but it's going to take strength for you to face the truth and realize that it's really a mixed bag of nuts. Not every white person you meet is a racist. Not every black person you meet is a thug. And it's just like why do i even have to say these things well because people want basic generalities they can't handle paradoxical thoughts it's it's like too much for them to bear and and we have to really uh expand our horizons and our mentality make our mind more limber and willing to adopt new ideas or conflicting information especially when it goes against ourselves. It's funny, but people people think that when you have an argument or you're going into a, a quote-unquote debate or just a general conversation, you notice that sometimes there's people who think it's like a competition, like it's a game of domination. Well, you're wrong and I'm right. You're immoral and I'm moral. You're evil. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just evil and you have hatred in your heart. Or, or they could say the opposite. You know, you don't know anything. You're naive. You're just a bleeding heart. What do you know about the world? And there is almost like no middle path with these folks. It's an extreme. It's like uh, they're cycling from one polarity to another. And so they keep us this way. And we're not allowed to talk about certain issues because it's going to hurt somebody's safe space. But thankfully, I see now that that's slowly changing. People are, some people, some segments in the society of the United States, are they had enough. You know, they don't necessarily identify with left or right, but they're, they see themselves as independent. It, it's going into a critical mass in which the cultural Marxism is not going to control us anymore. The political correctness is not going to control people any longer because people are so angry right now. They're so angry because they have their back to the walls. 
freedom of expression has been constrained and limited, and the ex- and the excuses no longer seem valid. You know, it's to keep you safe. You gotta be safe. What is actually happening with the direction of our country? We're not safe. We're not in a very safe place because our leaders are doing anything that they're doing all that they can to control every aspect of our life. We can look into the executive orders, what they have already on paper, just to see what they're planning. They intend to fully control the economy and fully control the direction of your life and tell you where you can live and what you can eat and who you can talk to. They're, I mean, even in colleges and universities, they're trying to control the sexual activities of free human beings. Oh, it's for your safety. And what is actually happening is that innocent people or people who are caught up in dubious situations get publicly shamed, their life gets wrecked, and one way or the other, somebody ends up in prison and they get sued. I mean, these cases are causing tremendous division, but this friction needs to resolve itself, not by the media, not by not by me, but by the people in that particular situation. We need to let other people be. Why do we always have to control everything? What's that fear? What's that anxiety? Why can't we just let things be? Why can't we focus on the real matters, the real important issues? What is the point of dovetailing every, sing- every significant corrupt action that the government is when the, when the people are corrupt themselves? They wouldn't recognize corruption because corruption is in their heart. It's like a goldfish. They won't recognize water. People are corrupt in their being, so they can't recognize corruption. But thankfully, and I am very optimistic on this point, it's changing. Slowly but surely, it's changing. But we can't allow for the most ludicrous, irrational, and bombastic people to take over the debate. We can't allow for those things to happen. We have to speak uncomfortable truths. The clash of civilization happening in Europa is a big deal to me. And I don't think that makes me an Islamophobe or a bigot to say that there are certain cultures that can't be assimilated. There are certain issues, certain habits, certain traditions that are not congruent with one another. And there's going to be conflict. So to say these things and to really think about it rationally and have the distinction of how things are and how you want them to be. I am an anarchist. I ideally want a world without government and I want for all human relations to be peaceful, non-coercive and ideally mutually beneficial. That is where I'm coming from. But where am I right now? I'm in a status world where there's supra there's supranational states like the European Union and the upcoming North American Union. They want to continue to grow and expand and dominate the whole world. And it's really, there's a hierarchy, there's a hierarchy of power. And not everyone's part of this conspiracy. Oh, there's that dirty word nobody wants to think about. Conspiracy. Even though conspiracy theorists have been vindicated, we don't really pay attention to that. That's funny how, how that happens. So the three stages of truth, you know, first you are hated, then you're ridiculed, then you win. Then people accept your the truth because if it is the truth, it stands on its own and it doesn't need to be defended. It just is. It needs to be spoken. It needs to be talked about. 
but the truth stands on its own. It's like a dagger. It's like a dagger. It penetrates through the darkness of ignorance. And it's a shining beacon of light. That is what the truth to me is. So while the major conspiracies have vindicated, for example, that the bankers control the major financial establishment of the United States and that they fund both sides uh, of the political aisle and that they fund terrorism and that they launder drug money, all these things are factual. You can look into them. That's the thing. They're there. But how many people are, how many people have the audacity, the courage to say, I was wrong. You were right. There are people behind the shadows controlling the world. Not very many people have the courage to do that. They just go on with meaningless tribe. Uh, they get distracted. They're only feeding their emptiness. You see, they, they, they don't want the truth. They just want to feed their emptiness. And that's, at the, that's the position that we find our fellow man in. They just want to consume. Uh, where can we go from here? Well, we have to challenge people face to face. And I'm not saying about physical confrontation. I am saying think big picture. You, you can be highly active online and you can push the information as much as you can. But let's let us step back from the keyboard. Let us talk to our fellow neighbor. Let us talk to individuals on the street. What, what are they saying? Have an open heart. Be ready to have a frank discussion when someone tells you what's up. Are you going to tell them, oh, well, you know, I'm just here passing the time? Or are you going to be saying, I'm concerned about the world and where it's going? Oh, that is too scary. That's going to make things awkward. Do you have the courage to make this not awkward and stand on your own just like the truth and say the things that are really happening in this world instead of just, oh, well, what's happening with her? And, you know, she, uh, she's a transgendered or he's that and this. That's the choice that we have. Do we stand with the truth and we penetrate the ignorance of our fellow man with the dagger of truth? And for some moments, we're going to feel the awkwardness, the tension, the, the uneasiness. But that is all passing. That is all passing, and it's part of the process. And we need to remind our fellow man, hey, we were right. Us conspiracy theorists were right. We were right. So what are you going to do about it? What's going to happen? Are you going to join the fight? Or are you going to go into your little camp and pretend you're part of the solution. Thanks for your time. This is your ever loyal friend, Hector Cubillos. Until then.